What's good, everybody? It's your girl, Taylor, with the Chronicles of She. Let's do this! Welcome to Let's Talk About Alizé Santana. Before we get into the details of her backstory, a few things. One, it's your girl's birthday. I am officially 20 motherfucking four. It's been a great 24 years on earth, all things considering, and I'm here with y'all. Second, the coronavirus has taken over the fucking planet, okay? The schools have shut down. Apparently, the earth is canceled at this point. I hope y'all have your toilet paper, your hand sanitizer, your food. Definitely definitely food because mm, 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 the way motherfuckers are cleaning out the stores left and right you're gonna need that the toilet paper i think i just hit up my dealer for a couple for 10 hey you gotta give them dealers something and i just hope most of y'all are safe and shout out to idris elba i hope you feel better soon dog and tom hanks love you now let's get into the details on my guest for tonight miss alizé santana she's been hitting up the charts on bde music network for a while with her songs bad cash and my bitches so what do we want to know about miss alizé well Her real name is Tiffany Smith. She grew up surrounded by music and art. The oldest of nine children from both of her parents, the young femme from Florida grew up with influences that not only inspired her in music, but how to become a powerful woman that she is today. Her godfather who played for the Cleveland Cavaliers, her aunts, and ultimately her grandfather immersed her in the world of dance, poetry, and music. They also taught her the most important lesson, what was not only for her, Oh, sorry guys, I'm a little tongue-tied at the moment. They also taught her the most important lesson, what was love, not only for herself, her family, and her craft. Since the tender age of two, she was always found in her house singing for her family. When I was nine, I got up on my mom's coffee table and started singing Let's Chill by Guy. Growing up, Santana educated herself in poetry such as the works of Edgar Allan Poe, Robert Frost, and more. In In addition to poetry, she played the alto sax in the orchestra band. While she was not a fan of the alto sax, learning it taught her the beginning of discipline in the music world. Her poetic works have been praised by those around her. Her poetic works help people find love and fall in love with her work. At the age of 12, her grandfather took her to a Drill Hill concert in which she fell in love with music forever. She has practiced her craft and focused on her writing and continued to build the foundation that is Alizé Santana. I'd like my music to be the missing link between what music used to be and what is now. Woo! Mm. Santana made the decision in 2019 to pursue music professionally. Reflecting on her life and her mentors slash experiences was what she needed to pursue her dreams and make them come true. She was she has performed in local venues in Florida, most notoriously the Lions Den Lounge. Her EP, Alizé Santana, will be accumulation of her music stylings and her love for music with a twist that many would not expect. But much to anticipation, 2020 will be Santana's defining year. The world will relish and what she has to offer just like we're about to relish in what she has to offer right now with her music her personality and the boss bitch vibes i'm getting from this girl i've been listening to her music non-stop over the week and let me tell you 
it's got me in my boss bitch feelings. And I can't wait to hear more. Everybody, please welcome Alizé Santana. Hello. Hey, girl. Hey, welcome to the Chronicles of the Queen. I'm so glad to have you. Well, thank you. I'm glad to be with you. Yes, 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 indeed. Oh, and happy International Women's Month. I don't care if it's only a day. We all, we in this all day, every day. <laughs> I know what you mean. Happy National Women's Month Day here. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Woo! Okay. Well, I'm glad to have you on, Queen. Thank you so much for coming on the Chronicles of She, and especially on a very special day. Just letting you know it's my B-Day, so turn it oh. up, turn up. Happy birthday! Thank you. Now, on this podcast, we do tea and Hennessy. And judging by your bio of what I've read, you have, you got tea, you got Hennessy. You really <laughs> and I got the Sprite to mix in it. <laughs> okay, yes, you do it your way. Yes, add some Sprite, add whatever you want. But yes, we're going to get into the details tonight. It is all about you. Now, first off, I want to say your song, Bag, I'm sorry. Oh yeah, Bag, bag Chasing. Yeah, bag chasing. That was that's some lit shit right there. That thank really, you, thank you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. I'm glad you like it. No problem. Okay. You know what? I'm gonna start it off with my first question, bitch. We can't hang if you ain't about them digits. That was straight fire there, my queen. How long <laughs> did it take you to write bag chasing? Okay, so well, it's it's not digits. It's binges, like Benjamins. Oh, Benjamin, Benjamin, okay. Yeah, Benjamin. If you ain't about your Benjamins, we can't hang out. Um, it took about, I said, okay, so the hook kind of came to me. I was just playing around with stuff in my head and it, and I was just like, well, you know, if I repeat this and then I repeat this and I change these couple of words. So the hook pretty much just took a couple minutes to throw together. Um, the verses, I probably had it written within about an hour, but over, I'd say the following week, I kind of tweaked it and changed things and, and things like that before I actually was like, okay, it's ready for recording. Mm. Nice, very nice. And what were you doing when you came up with that? Um, well, you know, I was trying out some new beats that I had got from um, Cat Baby Productions. He's a beat maker, producer um, from Atlanta. And um, he had some really fire beats. And whenever I write music, I don't, Sometimes I have like I have a bunch of different stories from my life that I like to put into my music or things that I've gone through or concepts that I've learned. And um, I really just get the beat and I let the beat pick the story that I'm going to tell for me. So I kind of just was like, OK, this is hot. They wanted um, the team wanted me to do something like more up to date, like the city girls or whatnot. But uh, and I'm no shade to the city girls. I'm not throwing shade their way, but I'm just not the concepts that they talk about is not on my level of what I think about on a daily basis, you know, scamming, scheming, sucking and fucking for money. So (laughs) I was like, how can I be at tempo with them and their vibe, but be talking about something with a little bit more substance? So I was like, okay, well, we can keep it in the field of money, but how about I'm chasing my own bag? I'm not chasing a nigga to get a bag from him. You know what I mean? (laughs) Wow. Oh, okay. That's how I came up with that concept. (laughs) Okay. You've mentioned them that right now. I be having this on my mind all the time. Like, because as we all know, the industry does change. 
but it seems like when we step outside of the lane that rap is in now it's like i don't know we don't want to fuck with it that's not what it's about we don't we don't fuck with that type of shit we don't it's only gonna be about drugs gang banging and stuff like that though that's an art but at the same time it's like look rap is rap is the same but there's also different styles to it so i get what you're saying about like not wanting to follow city girls like i like them but you have your own lane that you're in like you're chasing your own bag you ain't scamming you ain't scheming you ain't doing none of that you doing it on your own you, you're not saying i don't have to have a man or go after a man just to get money what right. if i did it my own way i can do it my own way like hello exactly and like i said it's not nothing against them i mean for them their music i feel like that's like club music something that you party to you know right stuff like that i don't feel like that's something that should be blasted all over the radio all day long 10 15 times every hour just because it's not really a good concept i don't i wouldn't want my kids listening to it right 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 man like that's something for me to party with my girls in the club or to you know get fucked up together or whatever but that's not something i want my kids thinking about on a regular basis and I don't have any kids now but if I did have kids I should say mm-hmm. and then just listening from their interviews and anyways we're not gonna make this a bash against the city girls I could go on for hours with their concepts and their their music but um at the end of the day I just feel like you know I wanted my music to be able to be something that people can relate to on every level not just that one track one mind thing right now that's what I like right there seriously not just focus on one thing like within music it's all things right now you said that you go off of like your life story now from reading from your bio you've had a lot of teachers come into your life from your grandparents to friends family to influence your creative processes especially within writing music and poetry now I am a poet myself Hey, I would snap my fingers, but I cut my hand and it's wrapped up. <laughs> oh, it's okay. Well, well, we'll just do the phantom snap. Okay. <laughs> just do the phantom snap. So how long have you been writing poetry and do you, now, do you know that rhythm and poet <laughs> rap stands for rhythm and poetry? You know what? I did not know that rap was an acronym for rhythm and poetry, but it does make sense. It does make sense. Um, I knew R&B stood for rhythm and blues, though. Hey. (laughs) But um, I've been doing poetry since as far back as I can remember. I won my first writing contest in general when I was in first grade. Um, and then I've just been writing short stories, poetry, plays sometimes when I was little. I just always like to write different things. I was always trying to create different things and take books. I was always a big reader too. I love books. I would go to all the different lands in my head and, and fight the pirates and fly with the fairies, all that good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> But honestly, I do think, you know, being big on English class and school and writing and vocabulary has helped me on the lyrical side of my music. And then as far as just the creativity, as far back as I can remember, I've always been creative. Mm-hmm. And what do you, how, if you would name your creativity in three words, what would it be? 
Creativity in three words, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, intriguing. Well-rounded. Mm-hmm. Um, unpredictable. Yeah, it can be unpredictable, but that <laughs> it, it comes with the territory. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna start off with another question. Name a challenge you've had to face coming into the music industry. It can be anything. Okay. The biggest challenge that I faced coming into the music industry, I want to say is ever since I started taking the music seriously around 14, 15 years old, um, people always wanted me. They wanted me to be with them. They're, you know, the little labels coming up in the streets and stuff like that. But nobody wanted to give me credit for my work. They wanted to take me and my music and they wanted to slap their name on everything. Like they wrote the lyrics, like they did this and that. And I'm like, no, (laughs) I don't want that. So if you're not going to take me serious on the business aspect of this, I mean, I can do it. And this was before the internet was making people famous and things like that. So it's kind of like you needed that that connection with a label, whether it's an independent or a major label at that time back then. And um, I just was like, no, I'd rather just have fun with my music. And, you know, if anything comes of it later than it does, then to put in all this work and have these people say that they did it and put their name on it. No, I wasn't having it. Mm. (laughs) Wow. And how long ago was this? Back when I was like 14, 15, when I started really taking it serious. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I think with the financial aspect of things, you know, yeah, that was another major player in it. But um, I just stayed down till I came up. Mm. So basically, they were trying to do what they did, um, what they did with Kelly Price back in the day. Yeah, or or TLC for that matter. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> basically, they tried to freaking they did try to do the Kelly Price and TLC roundabout thing. Right. You was gonna be cool with it. Nah, nah, bruh. Nah, 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 nah. See, see, I love this industry, but this industry can be so damn grimy. Yeah, but it's just like your actual rights walking around on this planet. If you don't know it, then they can tell you anything and do you any kind of way. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's all about knowledge. Knowledge is definitely half or maybe even three-fourths of the battle. Exactly, yes. And it's good that you know that you weren't you weren't suckered into the whole thing, and then here you are. You would be like here, fifteen, like I don't know how many years ago it was when you were fourteen or fifteen, but you'd be here, be like they, they took they took everything from me. They took my music. They took my money. They took my rights. Where did I go wrong? Right. Seriously, but that right there, that's a game changer, right then and there. Yeah. And. Well, did you ask advice from the people that you, your family, of what you should do, or did it just, or did it just come to you naturally? Pretty much, it just comes to me naturally. Of course, people always offer advice, whether you ask for it or not. 
<laughs> but a lot of times I'm just sitting there. Okay. Yep. Yep. Uh-huh. Because they're telling me stuff I already know. And, you know, if you tell somebody I know, they feel like, oh, well, she, you can't tell her anything. But it, and that's another issue I have is people think that I always know I'm right or whatever the case may be. And I just need to set the record straight on that. I'm not a know-it-all. I don't know everything, but I tend to not open my mouth if I don't know what I'm talking about. So nine times out of 10, if I open my mouth, it's because I have knowledge on the situation. If mm-hmm. I didn't, I wouldn't say anything. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so when, when are you are you a confident person or do you find yourself like low key? Like you like how do I how do I explain this? Are you like low key with your confidence or you just tell people like, hey, I can do I can rap, I can do this, I can do that, or you just allow your actions to do the talking? Um, I like to show more than I tell, but I am a very talkative person and interacting and communicating is big, you know, not a problem for me. I don't have any problem telling somebody what I can do, telling somebody, showing somebody what I can do. If Mm -hmm. I feel like that's going to bring up a positive result, you know, if it's, I'm, I don't know how to explain. Let me see. So I'm not like, I'm not conceited. And I tell everybody this all the time. I'm not conceited, but I am very convinced that I'm one of the best. Girl, that's not conceited. That's not, that's not being, that's not being conceited. That's being freaking confident. I hate when people say that when, when someone says that they're the best, it's like, oh, they think they all that, this and that. It's like, no, no, this is, this is confidence. If you don't have that type of confidence about yourself, it's like, really, you ain't about nothing. Right. And someone, another person says that they have it, it's like, you, you just be low-key hating. Right. And see, I'm always the type of person that, yeah, I toot my own horn, but I toot everybody else's too. Like, mm-hmm. I'm supposed to toot my own horn, but I also encourage other people to follow their dreams and to do what they love to do and to show their talents and things like that. Like, I'm the type of person that, as I'm on my way up, I'm trying to drag everybody else with me, those that are willing to put in the work, you know? <laughs> mm, yes. <laughs> sip, 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 sip. I take double sip of Hennessy on that. That is worth sipping. Knowledge is simple. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Excuse me. Mm. That that was a little too that was a little too much in the seat, but it was well worth it. Okay. What do you love about making music? And also, I have to shout out my boy Chandler on here. How long have you been working with BDE Music Network and the Chandler Business Group? I started working with them around the middle or end of November-ish, kinda. I believe that's when it was. Um, and just in these few months that we've made major progress on a lot of things for me and my project. So shout out to him and his team. He's amazing. I, I don't know where I would be right now without him. Like he's kind of really helped group everything together for me, especially with the promotion and marketing, which is what he specializes in and everything. But he yeah. has helped with some other behind the scenes things as well, being that he used to manage and he used to do this and that. And he's got connections all over the place and he does video he does it all so his team is awesome he's got a mobile studio now that he can literally travel and do whatever you need <laughs> exactly yes it's, it's movies on wheels I'm very proud of him for that shout out to Chandler for bringing the mobile studio to life seriously you're doing great things with that yes and I can definitely see other production companies following suit but just remember he did it first <laughs> exactly. exactly and as far as thing I love about music it I don't even there's just 
you can't even put it into words. Like ever since I was two years old, that's about as far back as I can remember. And I don't remember everything about two. I remember bits and pieces. I used to stand on top of the coffee table and I used to sing the entire guy, let's chill song from start to finish, ad libs, everything. Two years old, that was my song. I knew every bit of it. And that went in. Do you remember? Give me a bottle and a motherfucking cup so me and the boys could get what fucked up. I didn't really know what I was thinking about with those two songs. <laughs> but my mom didn't stop me. <laughs> and I performed those songs. They were my songs. I just loved everything about music from that point on, as far as I can remember. Like everything that I went through in life, there was a song for it. Everything that I felt in life, there was a song for it. Inspirational, sad, doesn't matter what the case may be. There's some song out there or some hip hop ballad or anything that you can relate to that can bring you through your times and need and things like that. It's just like food for your soul. And when I'm in the booth or when I'm making music or even writing music, sometimes it's like something on the inside explodes and it just comes out. Like even when I freestyle, I can't, I'm not a great freestyle artist. I don't just do it on the spot. It has to happen naturally. But when mm -hmm. it happens naturally, you would think I've been doing it my whole life because <laughs> it's just so on point. Everything just comes out the way it's supposed to and it just happens. But as far as, you know, thinking about it and trying to do it on my own no but if it just explodes out of me it's just like a natural thing i i love everything about music everything from the, the content to the beat to the everything every bit and piece of it from the trumpet sometimes do something to you i don't know <laughs> <It's true. laughs> i don't think i don't know how to explain it there's so many things i could go on forever about my love for music <laughs> mm. oh. I that was very refreshing. I love that. I like that. All right, I'm gonna go on to the next question. Um, what do you bring to the table as an artist in the music industry? And describe Alize Santana in three words. Okay, so as far as what I bring to the music industry, and I've said this a couple of times before, but it's because I truly feel this way. I feel I am one of the missing links here, like between what music used to be back in the day and what it is now. I feel like- oh. Speak it, speak it, speak it. Back in the day, we had great, great um, content. The lyrical part was more important back then. Mm -hmm. The beat kind of served it up, you know? And these days it's more so about the beat and the content is kind of most, for most people, not everybody, but for most people, flew out the window like there's no storyline there's no idea there's it's just there and <laughs> words thrown together on the beat and because they go with the beat everybody's like going nuts and I'm like what the hell has happened <laughs> oh my god so it's like, I want to be that person that's in the middle that everybody from back in the day could, could ride to, but everybody that's in the new school could still vibe to, that they've got up-to-date hype beats that everybody loves, that they can get moving or whatever, but the content is still there. There's still a story being told or an idea being expressed or an inspiration being pushed or a message being shown or something. It doesn't even have to be as serious. It could be fun, like me and my bitches. It was fun. Uh -huh. It was a story from the beginning of the club to the parking lot fight at the end. It was, there was a content you could follow along to, you know, there was, it, it went somewhere. It wasn't just going in circles saying the same thing over and over again. <laughs> you know, um, bag chasing, you know, I'm telling, I'm telling you about myself and my idea of 
women can go out there and get it. They don't have to. Men can, you can go out there and get it. You don't have to always take the easy route to try to make some fast money real quick. And then what happens when that drives up? You know what I'm saying? Like, go get your bag, secure your bag. Don't right. be a person. Don't scam and, and do this and do that. Work with each other. Instead of scamming from this dude, why don't you have him invest in you and you give him a return and then now you make your money, he making money, everybody's eating, we're all happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the stories are important to me. I, I, I like that. I like that. I, I know there's a lot of things I like about, this, about what we're talking about, but seriously, I myself have questioned that process of hip-hop as well and today because we don't have that feel good music anymore we do but it's not put to the forefront like some of the songs that we have out now it's like like you said you just you, the beats there you just throw in anything and then boop it's a it's a hit right like, i saw a dude wearing a wedding dress and uzi and saying shrimp penny bottle girl scout cookies I, that's how i remember it but <laughs> It didn't make no sense. I'm like, I can't, like, I can't jam to this. I can't, I can't sing to this. I can't, I can't even take this dude seriously. It's like, you're not, you're not about the crap. You're not about bringing anything to life. Like, you, right. I just, yes, you are the missing link to the hip hop industry, as well as everybody else that has come on to the show. My boy, Excel, no, Exile, my girl, T-Spaz, my girl, Lady NYC, Y'all are the missing links. Okay, I just gotta throw that out there. I've met so many people on my podcast that who are in the music industry who have a right to sit at the table, and you are you are one of them. Oh, thank you. Oh my god, that makes me feel so awesome. <laughs> when I was doing my show, I think it was back in February, I heard the song for the first time. Me and my bitches. It had me so pumped up. I was happy. I was dancing like. <laughs> and I just got I was just I just got done hanging with my bitches at school <laughs> me and my bitches we about to turn it up <laughs> hey, riding through the city streets we going out tonight mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well even though we were at school we were at college we was, uh, we was we was goofing around we having a good time we being silly it's like man this was a, this is explaining me what I was doing today with my bitches that's like, what I'm talking about <laughs> mm-hmm and also that sense of empowerment and that's what we need especially from female artists because we do have that female empowerment on the on ends and rap some but some we don't right it, it can be outright ridiculous how we can't support one another because it's like if another person gets hired it's like oh we have to tear them down this is a threat to my success like come on right we, and we when you think when you think of women in the industry now, you think of the Trinas and the um, City Girls and you think of the Jackie O's and mm-hmm. things like that. But what about the Mia X's? What about the Gangsta Boos? What about the ones that didn't focus n- naturally on just sexual things, but they were grown and sexy at the same time, but they wrapped mm-hmm. about going on in their hood, raw digger. You feel me? They were talking about things that were going on in their communities and things that were going on in the streets and things that actually mattered to people around them, not just about fucking and fucking and shaking their ass and stuff. Which yeah. I, I like to suck and fucking shake my ass too, but there's a time and a place for everything. I do, I do and it too. don't need to be the main concern. <laughs> like, what happened? Because 
what happened to Queen Le- what happened to the Queen Latifahs of the world? What happened to Sister Soldier? What happened to MC Light, you know? MC, MC Light. What happened to that? Right. And, and Missy. Yes. Oh my God. Music wouldn't even be what it is today if it wasn't for Missy and Timberland and them. Like they exactly. when it came to the to the producing and the different styles and the switching up, they were like they were like the hip hop versions of Michael Jackson. <laughs> mm-hmm. They was ahead of their time. Right. Missy, she really put music on the map from from the beginning. Rock yeah. since I was in diapers. Yeah, I loved her. My favorite artist of all time was was and always will be Aaliyah. Oh yes. The and Tupac. <laughs> yes. Go on. I loved Aaliyah. I did book reports on her in school. When she died, I cried for three days. <laughs> she really was the angel princess of hip hop. Yes, she was. Goodness. <sighs> I can't, I can't cry right now. I can't. Oh, don't cry. Let's take happy thoughts. Like yes, Peter happy Peter. thoughts, happy thoughts. Because, like, even though she is gone, like, her legacy will never disappear. Like, we have her music. We have her movies. I I love Queen of the Damned. Oh, my God. I loved it. Loved yes. it. But my great. favorite movie with her is Romeo Must Die. Oh, yeah. She was great in that, too. I... I let me guess. You was one of those girls that would quote every line from it, right? <laughs> Back then, yeah, it's been a while since I've seen it, though. <laughs> mm, that was some, that's some good shit. That was yeah, that was a good freaking movie. She did yeah. thing. She was supposed to star in another movie. Like this was the year that she she died. She was supposed to be in the new movie, The Matrix. She was gonna be. Oh the- yeah. And did you also know that she was supposed to play Honey? in the play the character of honey in the honey movie i had heard something about the honey thing but i wasn't too sure on that or how how true that was but i knew for sure about the um you just said it too and i it was just in my mind because as soon as you said i said i remember that um after the queen of the damned it was the the next one after that that you said Mm -hmm. oh that was the matrix Yes, The Matrix. I knew she was supposed to do that, and I know after she passed away, that's when they chose to use um, Jada Pinkett. Yep, Jada Pinkett for The Matrix. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder what it would have been like if if she had survived. I wonder what would have happened, you know? Me and her would have did a song together by now, and I would have already been famous. Dang <laughs> it. I'm with the both of you. Oh, and I didn't mean to, to leave your other question behind in the dust. I wasn't, I forgot. I just remembered. If I had to describe Alizé in three words, mm-hmm. I would say, um, I'd, I'd come back to the same well-rounded, creative, and unpredictable because you just never know what you're going to get with me. I could show up one day looking like a basketball star. I could show up the next day looking like a supermodel. I can show up the next day looking like I just rolled out of bed. (laughs) (laughs) I I could show up in my business suit and look like I'm about to go to a business meeting or I like you never know what you're going to get with me. And I've always been that way. I don't confine myself to any boxes. I, I just, whatever happens, happens. 
you know, just by you, the way you put it together just now, like, I could roll out of bed looking like a supermodel or looking like just roll out of bed. That almost sounds like a song. It's like, you can't confine me to one box. Yep. Because mm-hmm. I do. I like to play sports. Basketball was my favorite Ooh, one. I, I like I did the cheerleading and the step dancing and the girly stuff too. I did, you know, the debate team and junior beta club, student council on the logical side of things. I did teen court. I was an attorney for teen court. I played the saxophone. I've always liked to do all types of different things. I never just was, this is what I'm going to do and I'm not doing anything. I was never like that. My mom always encouraged me to try everything because you never know what you're going to like the most. She said you could be good at a bunch of things, but passionate about a few or you could be good at a handful of things and awesome at one. And she was like, you'll never know if you don't try. Wow. Mm. You know, shout out to your mom for that. Seriously, that that's some, that's some good. That's some, that, that right there, that's some real ish. Really. Thank especially Thank especially for the women out here today. It's like, look, we got, we got women. We got you on here, a rapper. And for all we know, like one of these days, you could be... You could be a rapper, you could be an actress, you could be owning a company right now. Like, mm-hmm. And I wouldn't want to limit myself away from any of those mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Look at you, you've got your podcast going, you're popular. You might be on hosting the next um, segment on BET or something, and and then you might own the network next thing you turn oh, around. <laughs> you know? But be careful, be careful, because when Bill Cosby tried to own the network, they brought up all his dirt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the stuff that they helped him do, they uncovered because they were mad because he was buying the network. <sighs> but that, that's how it be. Now, if I did have the chance to own BET, I would bring back a lot of shit that we had back in the back in the good old days. I bring back more. Oh, do you remember Video Planet? I bring back more music videos played on there and we be having independent artists events. More that coverage shown. Okay. 106 Park. 106 Park. <laughs> yes, bring back 106 in Park. Okay, come on. That was the best show ever. Okay. Well, every day I did not miss a beat. Mm. I would watch it here and there, but I did love it. I loved it because I could listen to all my favorite songs, all my favorite artists would come on. Like seriously, those were the good old days. We don't have that no more now. BET, BET has flourished. Yeah, in, in making TV shows, but we don't have the music component anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. And it's because of things like 106 and Park getting taken off the air and Big Tigger in the Basement and Top 10 Countdown and things like that. Like, we don't have any of that stuff anymore. Miss Cita, none of it. It's all gone. All of that. It seems like they're only focused on the TV shows. Mm-hmm. And the movies. Which is good because they've come a long way in building the network, but you're missing the you're missing the biggest you're missing music that's what built the channel right that's don't take it out even if you have to split it up you know a third music a third tv shows a third movies split it up but don't take it completely away exactly you know mm -hmm. don't take it away but midnight love is still going strong (laughs) (laughs) 
well for all maybe one day that will change but it's up to us to have a voice in it and if i ever do have the chance to own bet it's like look i'm gonna bring back some things and that's just point blank period and you're gonna have to and you're gonna have to make sure that it happens because my word is gold right and i'm bringing the people that i've interviewed on my platform on onto that platform okay mm-hmm. gotcha mm-hmm. taking everybody because that's what i'm talking about mm-hmm. it's enough money out here where everybody can eat if they stop worrying about taking from each other and, and start working together to help each other get it then you know to us as a community as minorities well actually if you ask me we're not minorities anymore but on paper minorities you know latin black jew jewish latino whatever you know <laughs> italian doesn't matter what you are whatever you want to do just do it help the people around you do what they want to do do what you need to do and just everybody eat together we don't have to be you know taking away and and worrying about what the next people have and just focus on getting right definitely and that that's gonna change it's gonna change but it's gonna start with us and okay we run out of time but I really enjoyed our conversation and I'm glad to have had you on like you are truly amazing Alizé and I can't wait to see what more you're coming this summer especially during this well, the earth being canceled on account of coronavirus making its visit. Yes, I am. Oh, and bag chasing is com- coming out. It should be out on social media platforms, all the internet platforms over the next couple of days. It um, takes a couple of days to go through with the distributing and everything, but it was a little backtrack because of everything getting canceled and I've, it cut kind of everything. The timeline got away from me a little bit, but I'm getting everything back in order so that it can be released everywhere. So it is coming um, in the next couple of days. It should start popping up everywhere. Yes, you heard it here first, y'all. Look out for bad chasing. It's coming in a couple of days and you better bump this shit because for real, this is, this is going to be fucking lit. Let this be the soundtrack to your summer and spring. Yeah. And- yes. Mm-hmm. Let it be motivation to get out there and get that bag. Exactly. No breaks. Exactly. No breaks. Do what you need to do and let Alizé lead the way for you. Anyway, sis, thank you so much for coming on and I hope to have you on again soon and good luck. Thank you. Good luck to you and everything you're doing too, queen. Be blessed. Be blessed, sis. And also, shout out to my girl, Lady NYC. She just dropped her freestyle track, Ride or Die. So y'all need to check that out. I'm going to have that up for you soon. And other than that, this has been the Chronicles of She. And happy birthday to me, fishes. I'm out. Happy birthday. Thank you, queen. Peace out. Get so drunk. Get so drunk, you can't remember what you did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Pack that energy. Come on. Peace out. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>